Good morning, Maya Fur. Welcome on VH Berries. Good morning, Victor. You made it. You just moved from Toronto to Los Angeles, and now you have a sort of rocking chair in front of your home. Pretty much. I don't have the full rocking chair, but I have so many different styles of chairs to sit outside. Um, yeah, it's so amazing having the sunlight and the warmth of the sun here. So I've actually, in my yard, I've set up sort of an office space with an umbrella. And it's, it's kind of like vacation meets office, for sure. So for you, Maya Fur, uh, moving was the logical next step. It's a new chapter in your life. Yeah, it's a huge next chapter of my life. I have never lived in America. I'm from British Columbia, Canada, and I went from Victoria to Montreal to Toronto. And this is my first time ever living in the United States of America. So yeah, it's a, it's a big chapter for me. That's great. And by the way, uh, a new location also means a new weather and new inspiring talents living close to you. Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, like, I don't know how much of my photos you've seen. I'm sure you've seen a lot, but y you can see in my photography, I like a very bright warmth and sort of like a sun drenched world. And sometimes that was challenging to master somewhere like Canada, right? I would sort of create that through my flash and through my setting. But now that I actually live in the sun, it's like a whole new world for me where I can just sort of walk outside any location and it's beautiful for a photograph. And then also there's so many crazy homes that you can rent and like movie sets. And I'm sort of just discovering this whole new world and I'm super inspired. Of course, I've seen your work and you also have a fascinating outdoor setup. And around five days ago, uh, you actually uh, took some pictures for a brand called uh, Sonia Lee Handsbag. Yeah, yeah, I did. So Sonia Lee is a Vancouver purse designer and her designs are like super industrial and well-crafted and she makes uh, leather bags that are sort of like briefcases for women. Um, very powerful. So I, I took these purses and made a bunch of still lifes in my studio in my yard and I used things like clay, um, I used all these like weird vases I had collected through antique shopping in LA. And yeah, the, sh the shoot was really fun. I'm excited for it to come out. Exactly. I saw that you had an assistant or maybe that was just a friend who were holding two invisible ropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fishing line. Uh, it's funny. Yes, I have a new intern named Milan and Yeah, he, he's great. We've been working together now for two months. And yeah, he was holding uh, the fishing line um, with two clamps over top of the purses. So it made uh, a visual that they were floating in space.
So you are known, Maya Fur, for portraying the unconventional things that we wouldn't expect. You're uh, photographing models in a vulnerable uh, place. And how did these original ideas and concepts came to your mind? Well, how did it come to my mind? Well, I really have always been curious about people. And I think when I was younger, like, 16, 17, I would notice there was a different kind of connection that I would experience when my camera was in front of my face. And maybe that's partially because I was having a hard time connect when I was connecting with people when I was young. But also like the camera really creates this space of vulnerability and for people to really be seen. And I started by just photographing my friends bringing my camera to parties. It was a great way to meet people. And then, yeah, my first series, one of my first series was for Vice magazine. It was called Garbage Girls. And this series was a documentary series photographing young women. A lot of them were my friends in their very messy bedrooms. And Of course, because they were in their bedrooms and surrounded by their things and everything that makes them comfortable, they were very vulnerable in these photographs. And it sort of like happened as a, it's been like a, a process where people would see my photographs and I think really appreciate the vulnerability in the photographs. And then the fashion world had this like moment of being like, hey, why are we shooting models? posed and all artificial, you know, why don't we get people like Maya Fuhrer to photograph the models in a sort of real way, in a way that we can relate. And I always think, you know, if you can relate to the photographs of people wearing the clothes, then maybe you'll want to wear them yourself. That's fascinating because you said that with film, it's a more intimate experience. But I can also add that you're not only using a film to get intimacy because you're a big enthusiast of the zoom features to capture very close uh, element and details and isolate them. Yeah, so I use a, a macro lens on my Hasselblad. So it's still film, medium format film photography. And I really like getting those close-up detail shots especially on film because you can like zoom in and like once you blow it up and print it, it's like the quality is just so beautiful. Um, I, I, one of my last art exhibitions, I did that. Just, just that. Sorry. I'll start again. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. Okay. Um, And I have to admit the photograph you took of a delicious red cabbage and lettuce uh, really took me on another dimension. I will never see a supermarket uh, vegetable section the same way I did. Yeah, when I was a kid, I grew up on Victoria, British Columbia Island, which had a lot of homegrown vegetables and fruits. We had a fig tree in our backyard And my mom was a chef. So food has been something I've always appreciated. And especially in those little details of the color and the textures. So yeah, I incorporated uh, purple and green cabbages into my shoot for uh, Fashion Rouge book, which is a Chinese amazing art fashion magazine. 
And what I really admire about your work, Maya Fur, is uh, that you position uh, the photograph even before taking it. For example, um, before uh, you were photographing uh, Stella, who is your grandmother in her 90s, uh, you already had a clear idea of the angle. Yeah, a lot of the time I draw in my journal, I'll draw out the shot beforehand. And because I'm shooting on film and, you know, it's expensive, I like to really position whatever I'm shooting beforehand, set it up, look with my real eyes, make sure that it looks perfect before I even press the, the button. And yeah, my grandma, she actually just died three weeks ago. She was 98 years old. Her name was Stella and she was a huge muse of mine. And that photo shoot was so special. I really did not plan those shoots in advance. She is just like such an inspiration that however she sat or however she stood was just me documenting her in that moment. So you mean that in your life, she was a huge influence on you because you said that you wanted to be like her. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, I looked up to her because of her sense of humor, because of her resilience. She had a really hard life. Uh, she, you know, she was never lucky in love. She moved from South Africa to Canada at 80 years old with not a lot of money. And she just always had this like cheeky humor to her. So in that way, I definitely looked up to her. Yeah. Absolutely. And next to this uh, very special photograph, uh, you did recently uh, two solo shows uh, at Darren Gallery uh, in Toronto and also in Tel Aviv. Yes. So those two shows, um, my show at Darren Gallery, which was called Malleable Privilege, which actually won the Magenta Foundation Photography Award in 2017. That was an amazing um, experience for me because it was something I'd been passionate about for a long time, which is sustainability and the whole process around the texture and garment industry. So that exhibition, I got to sort of investigate that and make sort of strange little mock advertisements using natural fibers mixed with synthetic fibers. And yeah, I won the award that allowed me to continue that project um, because they gave me some money to sort of continue this investigation. And then I had another solo show, yeah, December 2020, right? I guess right before the pandemic, which I'm like so thankful that I was able to have an in-person show last year um yeah and that was continuing that series i had a show called textile and i explored with some 3d sculptures um i i had some different mediums i printed photographs on rugs i made some sculptures out of plaster so yeah I, art exhibitions have always been like a huge part of my satisfaction in being a photographer because instead of seeing the photographs just on my computer or on Instagram, I get to be in a room around everyone I love with my actual physical art. And there's nothing really that feels better than that. And I really miss going to art exhibitions. 
And Maya Fur, I also believe that you embody the idea of freedom because uh, sometimes you use a bit of provocation because it's part of one of the purpose of art. Yes, sometimes I'll photograph my models in a provocative way. Um, it really doesn't feel provocative while I'm taking the photograph. I mean, it, it all depends on my subject, but a lot of people really feel, you know, like expressive or comfortable enough with their bodies where they want to show that side of themselves. And I, I'll never photograph a person unless they sort of uh, bring it up themselves or they're feeling inspired to show like a more promiscuous or whatever side of themselves. Um, but for me personally, I, I, sexual education and sexual expression is a big part of my work. And I really want to like create that conversation more, especially with women and especially like in partnerships and couples where people can talk about pleasure and sex in a way that they're comfortable. And yeah, I started actually shooting porn stars. I guess it's been a bit like a year and a half now. And I shoot them for browsers. I usually don't shoot them nude because the photographs um, usually premiere on a magazine like paper magazine or office magazine. And it's really about the porn star and about their personality and about their journey. And I love to interview them or talk to them about sex and pleasure. So a lot of the times they're actually fully closed. Um, but it's funny, like, I had a shoot about two weeks ago here in LA. We rented this real life pink Barbie house and I shot these two porn stars, Ebony Mystique and Sophia Rose. They're amazing women. And I shot them. They arrived fully clothed. Uh, the person we rented the house from gave me a talking to at the beginning of the shoot and she said, no nudity, keep it classy. And I'm like, of course I'll keep it classy, you know. And I was photographing them in this like 80s lingerie. It was very like tame. And then I just noticed the moments in between, like Sophia, you know, took off her, her lingerie and was just standing there nude and, and stands there for a while. Like, you know, she'll check her phone and I'm like, oh, I love how comfortable these women are nude. And then of course, when the homeowner came back to check on things, it was right in that moment where Sophia was like fully nude. And I just laughed um, because yeah, I, so a lot of the time I won't actually shoot them nude, but it, they really are like comfortable with their bodies. And I just love that. This is funny you bring this up because you did uh, this documentary work about this very special industry. So can you tell us about the process, how you got there? How did I get there? Well, I've been shooting sex workers for a while. Um, I did a series about dominatrix in Toronto for Accent magazine. I have a lot of friends that are sex workers, so it's been just part of my work. And a friend, a couple of friends of mine in Montreal actually work for MindGeek and Brazzers. And I think just like through conversation about like how excited I was personally about porn and about sex, it kind of was like a perfect, uh, a perfect 
match for me to start shooting their porn stars. And I think it's really important to have females behind the lens and to also get to know porn stars in a way that's not just watching them have sex and, you know, hear about their life. Like, what are they all about? Like, what do they do for fun? Um, I, I just shot one porn star who just through conversation, she told me was a nurse just one year ago. So like right when the pandemic hit and she was like, fuck this, I don't want to be a nurse during a pandemic became a famous porn star and just like those kind of conversations. And like, would we know that story from just watching her have sex on screen? Probably not. But I love like the investigative, like curiosity uh, behind these women. Thank you so much, Maya Fur. Thank you, Victor. It's been great talking to you.